welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about the idea of flawless versus ideal. nonsense, respiratory stuff. So I'm feeling human again, which is delightful. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you're you're feeling better. Thank you. It was a rough one. Yeah, hopefully I sound relatively okay. And in terms of, you know, the quality of my voice, we shall see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you sound perfectly lovely to listen to. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, today we um, were inspired by a podcast that I was sent by a listener, um, Debbie Potts. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. It's a, uh, a Life Kit podcast episode called What Kind of Perfectionist Are You? And there's a seven-question quiz to find out. And it is um, uh, features a psychotherapist named Catherine Morgan Schaffler, who has written a book called The Perfectionist's Guide to Losing Control, A Path to Peace and Power. And she describes five different types of perfectionists. And um, it, we haven't read the book yet, but we're both definitely interested in doing that now um, after listening to this episode. But just in this 20-minute life kit episode there were some really interesting ideas yeah yeah i can't wait to learn more from the book but she has some very interesting ideas about perfectionism yeah um and one of the first things that sort of caught both of our i was gonna say eyes but actually ears because we Mm -hmm. were listening to it is that um perfect she describes the Latin root as meaning completely done and not flawless. That's yeah, that's that's amazing considering the whole um, you know maxim that I believe we used early on in the podcast as well, which is done is better than perfect. Well, apparently, right. done is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> but it's a really interesting take. Yeah, because flawless yeah. is so. Um, 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 what's that word I'm looking for? Hard to find. But yeah, it's a little little virus fog still, I think. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, flawless uh-huh. flawless equals hard. Yeah, flawless is is difficult, if not impossible, to achieve. Right. And and people aren't flawless. Nothing's flawless. Right. Right. And so I think uh, you know as we're th- as we're thinking about perfect and perfection and perfectionism reminding ourselves that it's not about being flawless i think is really helpful absolutely it's a little um it's really kind of a mindset shift mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah and and 
The other thing that really struck me was her idea that there's there's real um, there's something positive and there's real power in um, perfectionism if it's uh, um, approached in a healthy way as opposed to an unhealthy way. Yeah, right. Because you and I both talk have been talking for four years now about four and a half about letting go of perfectionism and Mm -hmm. i firmly feel that's a beneficial thing generally speaking but the notion that there's a constructive rather than destructive um side to perfectionism is really an interesting one and Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot to explore there a lot to dig in to yeah i think so and and the sort of how she describes it is that uh, like the power of perfectionism is that people who are perfectionists are people who see the gap between reality and the ideal and they want to bridge that gap yeah wow and is it yeah yeah and and that can be a really great thing if it's done healthily yeah and that's and that's the problem i think so you know, if we use her definitions, um, her ideas, then what, when we're talking about letting go of perfectionism, we're talking about letting go of the, um, the less healthy ways of pursuing perfectionism. Like if you're in the pursuit of perfectionism, you're hurting yourself or you're hurting others, or, you know, you're somehow it's not, bringing you joy and satisfaction then then that's the unhealthy version of perfectionism Mm -hmm. but if you're you're striving to bridge the gap between reality and this ideal and you're doing that in a way that feels good to you and is helpful to others and and gives you a sense of of power and um, satisfaction, then that's the, the healthy way of managing perfectionism. Right, yeah, it's really interesting. And I love thinking about that because it's not how I've been thinking about it. Um, right. But I know I think about my husband who is a perfectionist and doesn't listen to our podcast, which is why I can say anything I want about him. Um, <laughs> uh, and he is a proud perfectionist. And he, I say, when I when we first started recording, podcasting, I'm like, right, do you listen to it? It's like, no, I don't want to let go of perfectionism. It, it's serving me. I'm like, well, right. okay. And I can't argue with that because it's his perfectionism serves me as well and doesn't get in the way <laughs> of, uh, he's a really good cook. <laughs> um, it doesn't yeah. get in the way of um, things typically. Uh, so he's a, maybe he's a healthy perfectionist. Right. And, and he's, you know, he's using that drive in a way that serves him. Mm-hmm. And me. <laughs> great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I, and, and there's something interesting about the difference between some, you know, this, the language that she's using, some of the words like flawless and ideal. And ideal to me has, has, a lot of variableness to it like it's it's like an idea (laughs) but it's not set in stone it's not like it's not right or wrong 
Right. It's, it's very subjective, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And it, whereas flawless is less so, presumably. Right. I mean, I think that seem, that feels like a safe sentence. <laughs> that flawless yeah. is objective. <laughs> um, for, for the most part, maybe not completely. But yeah, and those, that sub- subjectivity gives ideal more um, what? It makes it, to me anyway, makes it more attractive and more um, um, attainable. Right. Because my ideal, right. it might be different from your ideal, and we might both be able to easily attain them, even though they're different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I feel like there's a there's a little relief in in striving for an ideal rather than striving for perfection, because I, you know in my mind I, it's very locked in. Perfection is this idea of flawlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you know, shifting that language because I think there are times when. Um, and, and maybe we did an episode that where good enough is not good enough. Um, I think we might have. (laughs) And, and so, you know, just taking that idea, it's like, instead of trying to pursue perfect or perfection, pursuing an ideal when good enough isn't good enough feels so much more open and possible mm-hmm. yeah open and possible that's interesting I agree I think that's I was just got distracted in my mind because I remembered that in my talk that I give called the imperfect genealogist I have a section that says when good enough isn't good enough but even mm. that area I'm not talking about perfect right I'm talking about right. uh, about some standards that are necessary so really the ideal right yeah yeah and i just keep thinking of these sentences like you know well ideally it would be xyz Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and that you know like just the the freedom that that shift in language can create yeah absolutely and and it's um i thought of the word i couldn't think of before which was elusive Um, Achieving an ideal is far less elusive than achieving a flawless state. I think you mean the opposite. Dang, really? (laughs) No, achieving... No, no. (laughs) achieving a flawless state is more elusive than achieving an ideal state. And I think what I said was achieving an ideal state is less elusive than achieving a flawless state, which is... The true, but a less powerful sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't hear less. I heard more. So, I, <laughs> well, let I listen- probably just misheard you. <laughs> we can let listeners rewind and see what they find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit that you know thirty seconds back button. In <laughs> this is my. This is one of the l- least flawless recordings we've done. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's ideal in that we are recording an episode about, like, I, I don't know, I just find this whole thing so interesting. And, you know, sort of the idea of, like, well, what parts of my um, personality or what parts of, you know, how I do things that tend towards perfectionism could be useful to me. Mm-hmm. 
and um, or are useful to me but maybe I'm not identifying them as, you know, sort of part of that realm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it takes, we've sort of maybe set up a little bit of a black and white construct with perfectionism or letting go of perfectionism that maybe could uh, stand some gray areas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, said that, I mean, I said that so poorly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant, right? I do know what you meant. Um, but I feel like what what happens is that, you know, we would just be putting in more and more qualifiers, like, you know, letting go of harmful perfectionism or, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, you know, the reason why she brought this up in the first place, I think, is because you know, culturally, our definition of perfect is flawless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that a perfectionist is striving for flawlessness. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, sort of letting that go, and embracing this idea of ideal, or, you know, some other language that gives you a little bit more freedom. Um, and, you know, coming back to what we always come back to, you know, what's your why, why does this matter to you? Um, that I think is a really interesting point too, because, you know, what she's talking about is that these perfectionistic tendencies or drives become troublesome if your why behind them is to sort of, uh, enhance your self-worth or self-esteem or to try to fit in with a group or you know to somehow um, make yourself more okay mm-hmm. and that is problematic as opposed to if you know your your drive for perfectionism is rooted in you know solving a problem uh, that needs to be solved mm-hmm. and might help others right mm-hmm. right but that your you know your self-worth isn't tied up in it right it does go right back to that getting in touch with why it's important and and and, and your ideal is so tied up in that as well right mm-hmm yeah absolutely so we would love to hear from you our listeners um What's it like when you think about pursuing the ideal versus perfect flawlessness? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. You can head over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes. You can call 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843, and leave us a voicemail. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting because that was not it.